Thank you for downloading the Flixsters podcast. On this week's episode, William Brent Bale. That sounds like a it's like a serial killer. William Brent Bale was found hiding in a hideaway after he slain 12 people in two days. <laughs> slain. Steven Spielberg's daughter has announced that she is going to be appearing in por- in, in adult movies, in porn films. The, the way that Invisible Man haunts her, because it is like a haunting, it's like a ghost. It is really clever. Some of the sort of things that happen, bed sheets, things moving around, you know, like just... It's a bit like paranormal activity. Obviously, the first one is, you know, my favourite. But, Deval, tell me, is Back to the Future going to be back? And welcome to number 83 of the Flixsters podcast, folks. This is Amar and Deval. We're bringing you movie news. We're bringing you box office. We're bringing you trailers. We're bringing you anniversary corner. We're bringing you film reviews. So for the next hour and a half or so, sit back, relax and enjoy the show. All right, so Devaldo, how you doing, my friend? What's going on? What's new? What's happening in London town? Mm-mm-mm. Doing fine, doing dandy. Sitting here eating my candy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Sorry, <laughs> no, I'm doing good. We're just getting over, you know, a few storms and uh, bad yeah, weather. Yeah, yeah. But apart from that, can't complain. Watching some movies. Mm. Oh, I've been watching Netflix. Uh, yes, <laughs> I'll just jump in there and just talk about a quick show that. I have rinsed on Netflix. That is called what? Love is Blind. Oh, oh my no, I've not heard gosh. of it. I only heard of it like a week or so ago. It's an yeah. American show on Netflix about about couples that, like it's like a dating show and they go into a, like into these pods, into these rooms. They can't see each other and they go over a series of blind dates, literally blind, talking through a wall. You know, yeah. Uh, so Trump would like that. I'm sure anything with the war, he would like that. And uh, they're talking, talking. They have lots of dates, and by the end of the week, after they've built a really strong relationship with someone, they get the chance to propose to someone. What? Yep, they propose. That's the name of the game. So they propose. Some people say yeah. Some people say no. But then the ones that say yeah, once you propose, then you got four weeks until your wedding four weeks until your wedding so in that time you get to go on holiday you meet each other obviously you go on holiday you come back from holiday you you meet each other's families you live you, you you sort of moving together you live life you know you get to know each other more and more and more and then you obviously you plan your wedding this is all in four or five weeks or i think no between four and six weeks and then it gets to the wedding day and that's when the person or the, but the couple can decide if they really want to go ahead with it and say yes or no at the altar. What I'm going to say is when it gets to the altar, I mean, there's, there's drama before that, but when it gets to the altar, oh my gosh, the drama. Fireworks. This show is wicked. I rinsed it in like pretty much a day. This show is wicked. Yeah. So recommendation, I know this is early in the show, but recommendation, love is blind. It is funny. 
is it well listen funny you should mention that i've got something that was i reckon it's worth watching if you're a fan of um stranger things i've been watching this program i mentioned it last week it's called i'm not okay with this oh. and check this out. I, I, I thought it was a, this is the weirdest thing i thought it was a movie and i thought okay let me just watch this and then i realized it's it's a series so it's eight episodes but check this out each episode is only 20 minutes long so you will whiz through this like seriously it feels like as if it's like a movie anyway so if you like stranger things because it's got it's got stranger things vibes written all over it yeah the music the um uh i I can't say the actors but the actors are from it but they act like as if they're from stranger things and it's got the whole 80s music vibe it's got that um that thing about oh how did this person kind of i mentioned it a lot on last week's show like there's a there's a lead character in there she's got special powers you don't know how she gets her special powers so it's this whole thing you know this mystery this kind of strange things that are going on in this small town which resemble stranger things as well so and i thought to myself ah this is just a copy but you know what it's actually it's actually it's actually quite decent it's actually all right you know what it's it's worth a watch and it's only 20 minutes long per episode so if you've got the time you'll rinse it within like say you know you'll you'll do it in about three or four hours like put it that way if you've got three four hours but if you want to break them up you can do it it's only eight, eight episodes Mm, so uh, yeah so go check that one out it's quite good it's quite funny actually as well in some places um and i think where you you're you like stranger things right deval oh, i love strange yeah i love it love stranger things yeah yeah so it's definitely definitely got like a stranger things vibe going on with this one so uh it's kind of up that alley not uh, not a hundred percent not a hundred percent like stranger things but it's definitely in the same ballpark so uh folks go go check those shows out but yeah listen look let's get on with the show folks so um we're happy to have you with us listening to our sweet dulcet tones we're bringing you some uh great movie news but before we do the movie news it's kind of like a, a usual thing that we do we like shouting people out and devaldo who we're shouting out on this very special leap year day well, today I'm not going to shout out a person uh, per oh. se. I'm going to shout out an event, a thing. Mm. I'm going to shout out the day. So today is February. We're recording on February 29th. And that yes. is leap year, which happens every four years. Yep. So if you're born on a leap year and you are, say, 20 years old, you're really five. <laughs> I think is it five? Yeah. No, every four, every five years, every four years. No, you're every four years, every four years. Yeah, so you're about five years old, I think, if, if my math yeah. is right. Yeah, so yeah. it's a strange one, like you mentioned, it Stranger is. Things. But yeah, I, I found out just a few days ago, and yeah, uh, where have I been? But on a leap year, it's the one time that a woman is encouraged to propose to her man. Oh yes, so. Uh, obviously it's too late for you you've been there done that got the t-shirt done that got the grey hairs <laughs> but <laughs> tell me about it but, but for us out there who are still you know wandering the earth on our lonesome uh, it's a chance for us to be proposed to and you know it's 2020 independence you know women love exactly. the independence of course whether they get it or not and some, some of them get it and don't know what to do with it but hey that's <laughs> That's another That's question not, altogether. Another issue, another podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so this this day is when a woman uh, can 
propose, well, she can, she can anyway, but I'm saying this is a day that they are encouraged to propose to their men. So I wonder uh, how many proposals there will be today. And if you are a, a lady listening and you have a man that you really adore and that you want to marry, uh, why wait? Seize the moment. Carpe diem. Go for Carpe it. Diem. Get down on that one knee or perch at the edge of the seat uh, <laughs> or of the table and surprise him. You never know. He may say Do yes. It. I want to I want to hear kind of like, you know, some of these great, fantastic, romantic stories. man. You know what? Talking about Leap Year, Devado, did you ever see the film Leap Year? Oh, is that the one with the Neanderthal or something? No. No, it was the one, it's the one with Amy Adams. She goes to, she goes to Ireland. No, I didn't see it. No, no. Uh, Nah. Yeah, exactly. It's um, it was billed as this one of the most romantic, like one of the greatest rom- romantic films ever. And I remember, I was like, I was roped into watching it because it was like, oh no, we got to watch this movie. We got to watch this movie. So I was like, okay, fine. Terrible, absolutely terrible. It's so Seriously? bad. It's really, really bad, and it's just so cheesy. But apparently, it's like people like people love this movie and obviously I get it because it's leap year. It happens every four years. And like you said about the whole proposing thing. And I think if I can remember correctly, she does propose to him at the end of, of the movie. Oh, is it? Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, yes. wow. Okay. So uh, okay, if any anyway. of you, any of you listeners out there have seen leap year, let us know what you think, but also get in touch with us. Let us know about your, your proposal's gone bad. Your proposal's gone wrong. That'd be great. That'd be a great podcast. All the proposals that messed up, like, I don't know, you fell over whilst proposing to someone or oh my like, gosh. You, know, you burped while it came out or something like that. <laughs> Imagine that. Um, so listen, yeah. So leap year. Oh, and by the way, any, come on, any, like, you know, people out there want to hook my man Deval out, just, just propose, <laughs> just, just do it. He's available. He's right there right now. He's waiting actually. I'll right give you there. the address. Right afterwards. now. Right here. <laughs> right now. All right. Okay. Um, movie news now, Devado, um, remind me now the orphan, is this a movie about a doll? No, the orphan is the one about the actual orphan who has no... <laughs> What? I just it says it on the tin. Tin. But listen, uh, I just these movies, they're kind of dime a dozen now. But so the orphan, was this like a big hit? It was a big hit, yeah. And it came out uh two thousand and nine, I think it was, the original one. And it was about a young girl who obviously has no parents and she's taken in by a family. Oh, and yeah, uh, it's creepy. It, it, it's basically like spoilers. It came out years ago. You should have seen it by now. But she turns out not to be what she said she was. So she the looks age. like a little girl, yeah. but she's actually older. And she's creepy and it's just, yeah, all that kind of stuff. But what, from what I understand, sorry, what was that? No, I was going to say what the bit where she's coming onto the guy. That was yeah, really exactly. creepy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, that was very creepy. Very, very but they seem to be making a, a prequel. Uh, it's not made yet, but from what I understand, uh, a prequel is in the works. And uh, obviously the the uh, the orphan in question is much older than she let herself, uh, let people perceive. So it's going yeah. to look at her life before what made her who she was. Also look yeah. at her maybe when she was a child. Yeah. You know, and see what kind of craziness and madness uh, 
you know, made her <laughs> sort of uh, be be the way she was. So it's interesting. Uh, I think it will be quite an interesting uh, sort of prequel horror type f- film. Uh, the first one was was quite popular, uh, financially done well. So yeah. I'm, I'm surprised it's taken 10 years or pl- 10 years plus to really get the, uh, the, the, the sort of, I guess, the second version on sure. uh, on the way so let's see what yeah. happens with that one and so far there doesn't mean like any sort of deep uh, like real nitty-gritty details as to the story but once i find out that I'll, I'll let everyone know yeah um vera farminger uh conjuring yeah. so there's a connection with the conjuring and yeah. also i love this right so there's an actress in the film and i know her because i used to watch this tv show called the shield which is freaking brilliant and um the actress in that was i, I don't know how her name is written as c c h pounder but i don't know how to, i've always wondered how the, how do you pronounce it is it ch pounder <laughs> maybe and it's just cch maybe it's <laughs> CC, <cool>. yeah <laughs> she was in um she was in avatar she was in avatar as well oh is it okay um, and also, do you reckon our listeners knew that this film, The Orphan, was produced by Leonardo DiCaprio? Oh, was it? Back in 2009, yeah? Oh, wow, okay. Uh, you know what? I didn't even know that. Mm. He has a production company he's been producing for quite a while, but I didn't know he produced that one. No. Exactly, yeah. So, um, yeah, folks, if you haven't seen The Orphan, go check it out. It's quite a creepy storyline, actually. It's just like kind of like your worst nightmares. You you kind of adopt someone and then they turn out to be, you know, Mm. not not what you think they are and like you know the misleading like the, on the papers <laughs> definitely misleading mm. right okay so the, the Sam Neill Esther actually Sa- uh, Esther is going to be the name of the prequel and it may is be it? directed by the the devil inside director William Brent Bell oh gosh William Brent Talk Bell that sounds like a like a serial killer William Brent <laughs> Bell found hiding in a hideaway after he's slain 12 people <laughs> in two days and one of the victims was one of the victims was pounder don't get started on that that, that, that voice listen this jigsaw voice is going to be coming soon halloween's not not too far away um right okay let's speak Let's speak about Sam Neill. Now, Sam Neill, he's... Now, I, I can't... If I can remember this he's Australian or he's Kiwi. He's a New Zealander or he's an Australian. Oh, he? uh, I didn't even yeah, know he's that. Like, I thought he was English. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, he's, 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 he's basically like, you know, from down under, basically. And... Um, it's time. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I think... He, I, I've got a feeling I want to say Kiwi. I want to say New Zealander. But I'll... We can look into that one. Mm. Now, Sam Neill, obviously, was star of Jurassic uh, Jurassic Park number one, number Welcome two. To Jurassic Park. Yeah. And um, actually, no, Deval, was, he wasn't in Jurassic 3, was he? He was, yeah. He was in part one and part three, yeah. Oh, right, sorry, part one and part three. So they roped him back in for part three. Yeah. But as you know, then there was the whole kind of the trilogy that we're getting with uh, Chris Pratt. But T- Devaldo, come on, Sam Neill, is he coming back or what? And it's the return of Sam Neill to the Jurassic World franchise. Oh. So yes, he is meant to be coming back. He posted on social media a shopping list of uh, things that he needs for his uh, return, which is the fedora hat, 
Uh, he's got uh, I think the sort of the, the clothes that he used to wear and stuff like that. Uh, just a, just a series of things that basically he had in 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 Jurassic Park One. I think he also posted the the flare. Remember the flare of the, the, the <laughs> that he used to yeah, to uh, sort to of sort of take the T Rex away. The T Rex, yeah, you know. Don't move. Her vision is based on body movement. <laughs> you know, which is meant to be bullshit, actually. But uh, but yeah, he's meant to be coming back to part three. Uh, there's meant to be a quite a few people coming back as well. So part three is going to, Jurassic World 3 is going to have a really, really massive cast list. A lot of people are going to be involved. It could be the last of the current sort of Jurassic World movies before they obviously, right. you know, I'm sure they'll, they'll keep it going at some point. But yeah, so he's meant to be coming back. But Laura Dern, I believe, right, is coming so back to that back. one. Yeah, I'm not sure if the young girl is coming back. Remember in Jurassic Park 1, the young oh, girl? Oh, yeah, the She girl. stopped acting and she's gone into painting, actually. What? She doesn't act anymore, yeah. She's been oh. painting for years. So if she comes back, oof, blame your neck. If she comes oh. back, back, then you know it's happening. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, obviously Chris Pratt and all the sort of newer cats are going to be involved as well. Uh, it's going to be a return of uh, Sam Neill meeting with the uh, BD Wong. Remember BD Wong? Uh, BD Wong. He oh was my in God, Jurassic Park f- One. <laughs> He's the one who's doing all the experiments. Yes. So if they get together again, that'd be a massive reunion. So let's oh see gosh. if that happens. But yeah, I can't wait. Jurassic World Three is coming out in 2021. They will commence I- filming uh, this year uh, soon, imminently actually. So yeah, yeah and it's just be remind. Good. Yeah, just remind everyone, what is that one called again? Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> I can't <laughs> remember. Jurassic you... World, uh, uh, I can't Dominion. remember. Dominion or something, I don't know. But they're going to be, remember they were let loose in San Francisco, the uh, yeah. dinosaurs. So, so, mm. Yeah, and just on that, uh, Sam Neill, he was actually born in Ireland Oh, and he went to he went to New Zealand at a really young age. So he's mm. he's Irish Kiwi, okay. if you you know you put it that way. Dominion, yeah. it's uh, called Dominion. That's what it's called. Jurassic World yeah, D- Dominion. Dominion, and they're going to have a wow. new Dominion on Earth. I mean, on Earth, sorry, <laughs> in America, in the current age. Ooh. Um, Do you the dinosaurs are. They can all see themselves as like millennials or baby boomers or what, <laughs> what generation are they <laughs> you know but don't you reckon don't you reckon this you know the jurassic world franchise it can be revived like okay so look we're going to get this trilogy out the way so this dominion's going to be done so say they wait another five or six years and mm. then they say oh you know what let's revive let's revive the whole thing again so you could mm. have the, every 10 years they have a new oh, trilogy 100 percent, because the dna is all they need some scientist to be like, yes, I will create a new world. Oh god! I'm like pinching the brain. I know, but yeah, I, I reckon it will happen again and again and again and again. Money, man, come on now! They're making money from these films. Exactly. Come on, exactly. Well, you know, you know who else is making money from a particular franchise? So this is Disney. They are going to milk the cash cow that is Star Wars. So, Deval, you've got some news for us about Star Wars. What does this involve? What, what, what are we looking at over here? Yeah, so Star Wars. Remember a little while ago we heard that start, there could be a Star Wars movie in 2022? Yeah. Something like that. So they, they call that a bit of a break. Come on now. <laughs> 2019. Gosh. 2019 is the last movie we had. And they're saying 2022, three years is a break. 
That's oh, normal. Man. I know, <laughs> normal. I know. But yeah, so they they teased a trailer on on online on, on like YouTube and wherever you can find it uh, about the High Republic, Star Wars High Republic. So this is a period of time which is like hundreds of years before the current sort of Skywalker saga, and mm. it uh, details the sort of big events that have happened in the chronology of Star Wars and what happened with the Jedi and uh, sort of previous enemies and conflicts and things like that. But uh, from what I understand, there's going to be a series of comics and stuff like that. But from that, I believe, and lots of people are saying that this could be the the premise of their new movie that comes out soon. Right. Because uh, originally people thought it was going to be Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. Which was going to be again from back in the day and, it will focus on Jedi Knights and so on. But the Star Wars High Republic is uh, also back in the day. And, and they're saying that it's also going to be a bit more like a, have like a Western Western kind of feel. So Love think of it. Mandalorian, but a bit more old Love school. It. Yeah. So I think with the sort of Mandalorian sort of ingredients, you know, working, people loving the taste yeah. of that. So I think they want to recreate that and keep it on the menu going forward. So, yeah, I mean, either way, Knights of the Old Republic or High Republic, it's all Republic, isn't it? And yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I think it should be good, hopefully, if they do it right. So yeah. that's the news so far. So whether this is what happens in 2022 or something slightly different, I think, guys, just be ready for a Republic future when it comes to Star Wars. Yeah, and remember last week we mentioned news about them working on... Mm like this whole thing about uh, the Exegol, like whatever happened on Exegol and it could yep. have like the, the the Senator Palpatine in it or whatever. So this, you know what, Devaldo, it's like, honestly, ev- it's like every other week there's always something about Star Wars. This this thing will never stop, right? We spoke about sad franchises. This thing is going to keep on going on forever. Oh yeah, oh for sure, for sure. Star Wars is like a, it's their version of the mint. They can print <laughs> their own money. They bring out yeah. a movie and they can guarantee a minimum, uh, you know, return. As an investor, yeah, yeah. you wouldn't want to, you know, be involved in that. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, listen, you know who they, they wouldn't want to be, they wouldn't not want to be involved in this next piece of uh, project. Uh, I can't even get my words out, by the way. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, so Marvel Studios, check this out. Marvel Studios have revealed the new Spider-Man 3 working title. So this is crazy. So, yeah. So um, were you ever a fan of Seinfeld? No. Neither was I. Neither (laughs) was I. Like that that show, loads of people go on and on and on about that show. And you know what? In the 90s, listen, that show went over my head. I know a lot of people who love that show. I wasn't a fan of it. I tried watching like a couple of episodes. I just couldn't get into it. And apparently there was an episode called Serenity Now. So there was a Seinfeld episode called Serenity Now. And apparently, according to the grapevine, according to our little birdies out in Disney, they are telling us that the new Spider-Man 3 movie is is working on the working title being Serenity Now. Oh, wow. So make of that okay. what you will. So Ooh. Serenity Now. So basically Ooh. in the episode, for, so I've done a bit of digging around asked a few people and Serenity Now 
in the episode which was called Serenity Now on Seinfeld, it was all about people were trying to calm down, were using kind of like saying that to calm down. So they would say, Serenity Now, Serenity Now, Serenity Now, just to calm down, just to kind of calm down. Mm-hmm. So somehow that's maybe possibly linked in with Spider-Man 3. You know, everyone knows now who Peter Parker really is. So now... He's got to calm down. I don't know. Could, could there be some sort of link like that? Who knows? I guess, yeah, that could be because it's, it's going to be a madness um, in part three. He's, it's going to be craziness because everyone knows who he is. And yeah, he's going to need some kind of some, some kind of tranquility in his life. Maybe he needs to uh, uh, give, uh, what's her name, Mantis a call so she mm. can make, say to him, sleep and, uh, <laughs> and calm him down, you know. But I also found out as well that Spider-Man 1 and 2 also had Seinfeld working titles as well. Is it? They've, yeah, they're sort of the crew have kept the working titles Seinfeld related. So yeah, there's some sort of link going on there. <laughs> wow, man! Talk about Seinfeld lovers. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, okay. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll listen. We will keep you posted on that one. But things are heating up over at uh, Disney and uh, Marvel. So now let's speak about Henry Cavill. You guys know him as Superman. You guys know him as the villain from um, Mission Impossible. He's done. Mm-hmm. He's done loads of that. He, Gerald of uh, of Rivia. Rivera. Yeah, yeah, of, of, of yeah, yeah, Rivia. So um, I managed to watch all of that, by the way, and I thought, yeah, it was okay. okay. It was good. It was good. Mm-hmm. They've 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 greenlit the second season for that one. But what's the news, Devado? Why are we hearing about Henry and in our MCU news section? Yeah, it's a bit of a madness, but. There has been some talk recently of Henry Cavill being the new Wolverine in MCU and also him appearing in the Captain Marvel 2 movie, which I think is a bit of nonsense. Yeah, I think it's a bit of nonsense about him appearing in Captain Marvel 2. And some people on the internet and some of our sources have said, no, don't believe the hype. That I don't believe the hype. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I think Henry Cavill as an actor could do a good Wolverine. He's very muscular. He's got the stature, got the voice, as we've seen in Geralt. Uh, He is still tall. Uh, We all know Wolverine in the comics uh, actually was five foot three. So Mm. uh, Hugh Jackman is like nearly a foot taller than he he should be. But hey, he's done a great job. Exactly. But Henry Cavill has been... You know, he's contracted to do more uh, more The Witcher. And uh, yes. I'm not sure if maybe the MCU can fit into that. Is he still on, on D- Is he still on DC? Is he still going to be Superman? We don't know. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I think that this is a bit of nonsense. I think he would be a great, <laughs> I do think he's nonsense, but I think he would be a great uh, addition to uh, yeah. the MCU in the capacity of Wolverine. Uh, but I just don't know what to say about this one. I think, I mean, it's one of those ones where you only believe it when, when the ink has dried on the contract. Sure. And yeah. when you see them themselves, the actor reveal it or Kevin Feige reveals it. And until then, I say, guys, take this with a pinch, pinch. literally a pinch of, you know, that little salt that you get when you go to KFC, that little that little sachet. <laughs> sachet. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. not even a whole thing. You just a little bit of salt from that. That's what I say. <laughs> I think I've um, I think I've asked you this before, but do you think he's got another Superman left in him? I I think and I hope yes, yes I think so and I hope yes. But I don't know what, what DC. I just I don't know what they're doing these days. I don't know. I just don't know. You know. Hopefully, JJ Abrams will bring some stability and uh, sure. you know really guide the uh, the ship 
because I don't know. I mean, he's done, he's been Superman, what, three times? Superman, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Superman, Batman, and then Justice League. You know, yes. are they going re- to recast him as well? They've recast Batman. Oh, man. I mean, I know. You know, who's going to be next? Michael B. Jordan? I mean, come on, I don't know, man. <laughs> Well, listen, you know what? Stranger things have happened. Like, you mm, know, it's, it's, it, it definitely, definitely can happen. Maybe they're going for a, I don't know, who knows? There could be, anything could be going on. But um, I, it seems to me as if he's not waiting around. He's doing The Witcher and he's going to be doing Witcher 2. And there's loads of other stuff that he's probably working on and that we'll, we'll get to find out about. But okay, now let's speak about Fal- Falcon and Winter Soldier. So, um, yeah, this is kind of, this is heating up, right, Devaldo? We, we, we're getting teasers. We've heard Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan speak about the role and how interesting it is. And we've seen this clip of Anthony Mackie. He's throwing the shield, damaging some trees. Ooh. We heard rumours that US Agent was going to be in it. We know that Zemo's going to be in it, playing a villain. So all these little kind of like bits and pieces are, you know, being drip, uh, drip fed to us. But... There's other rumours, Deval, which you're going to share with us right now. Yeah, this is a big one. If this rumour is true, I am so, so excited. Uh, Yep. Oh, man. Okay, I'm going to cut to the chase here. Omega Red is rumoured to appear in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Omega Red is a gangster, gangster character. He is... Oh, he's... uh, You've probably seen him in comics. You've seen him in, in, in the computer games as well. He's the sort of, uh, he looks a bit like a, I don't know, like he's got tentacles. His skin is a little bit like uh, Colossus, a little bit metallic. He has, uh, basically the story with him is that they tried to, he was like a KGB uh, agent uh, and they wanted to, like everyone else in, in the world, all these different governments are trying to create a Captain America super soldier. And they sure. wanted to create a, Russian version of Captain America and went through different uh, experimentations and so on. And they uh, used a, a metal called carbono- carbon- carbonadium. Right. It's called carbonadium. And this is a metal that they tried to, uh, but basically they tried to replicate uh, adamantium. Adamantium is really hard to, to uh, you know, replicate and create. So carbonadium is a, it's, it's one of the most malleable metals around, uh, but it's also mm-hmm. quite strong as well. So that's why he's he's uh, able to have these tentacles that are really, really strong. Uh, when they hit you, you stay hit. <laughs> but oh, also shit. he has the power to absorb your your energy. So once he sort of, his, his tentacles get get you, he's able to drain energy from you and leave you like, you know, effed up basically. So yeah, Omega Red is a gangster of a character. He often fights with people like Wolverine, like you know, on a regular basis. He's a big sure. X Men character, a big X Men enemy, and yeah, he's got superhuman strength, all that kind of shit. He's quite intelligent as well. He's a bit rash. He is passionate. Uh, he's just a really, really good vil- villain to throw into the MCU. We saw uh, Whiplash in Iron Man Two. And so yes. we've seen an enemy uh, with, uh, you know, a set of tentacles uh, similar to, you know, that before. Yeah. Uh, so it can be done on screen. It can be done. So, 
Ooh, yeah, we'll have to wait and see if this is a reality, uh, if it's just rumours or if it's going to actually happen. If it does happen, I'll be really excited about that. So we'll have to wait and see. Whoa, man, exciting. Can't wait to watch this one. Hopefully, and that's coming out towards the end of the year, right? Yes, it is. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. All right. Okay. We'll keep you posted on that one, folks. So now let's move on to DC. Now, DC fans, are they're petitioning for something divided. And I just like, I don't see this happening. Well, I mean, okay, yeah, it could happen, but I don't see it happening because Amber Heard, she was in, um, in Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. So what are DC fans petitioning for and related to Amber Heard? So uh, Amber Heard was an Aquaman. She was a Princess Mira. Uh, and the DC fans are petitioning for Amelia Clark Stormborn, the mother of the mother of dragons, the breaker of chains, the now the destroyer of King's Landing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Add that to the title. Uh, they're, they're petitioning for her to replace Amber Heard as Princess Mira. They're saying she would be a much more suitable uh, actress to play uh, the role of the princess and work with, uh, oh, actually it'd be a return, wouldn't it? Because her and Carl Drogo, a.k.a. Aquaman, oh, yes. <laughs> have been, uh-huh. <laughs> oh my gosh, my they have stars. great on, on-screen compatibility chemistry. Uh, so that'd be a return. If that happens, that would be crazy. I wonder if there'll be any Easter eggs to their previous roles. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they're petitioning for them to work together again. Uh, we know Amber Heard has been in the news recently about her, you know, split with Johnny with, Depp uh, and all that kind yeah. of drama, controversy and stuff like that. So yeah, who knows? I mean, I think Amber Heard done a really good job anyway. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with her, perform- her with her performance. Yeah. Uh, so I wouldn't be too upset if she carried on. But I guess the DC fans are speaking. Let's see if the DC bigwigs are listening. Mm, okay, we'll keep you posted on that one, folks. Now, this may come as a surprise, but yes, they were working on an Indiana Jones Part 5 movie. And the news that we're bringing you this week is that Steven Sp- this is Steven Spielberg's baby. All right, so Steven Spielberg, he knows his character, he's directed these movies, and it's looking like Steven Spielberg is no longer going to be directing Indiana Jones part five. So we announced this maybe a couple of episodes ago when we said, listen, it film is going to be beginning in April, you know, imminently. And now there's a huge spanner in the works where Steven Spielberg is no longer attached to Valdo. So um, what does this mean for the movie? Do you think it's going to happen? Is it going to, are they going to m- maybe get in a new director, George Lucas? Could he take over? <laughs> George Lucas <laughs> he ain't directing shit shit <laughs> <laughs> no way uh, I mean do you know what no I think if they haven't got Spielberg or George Lucas they're going to have to look for some fresh talent someone new someone dynamic someone who will bring a relatively I guess not relatively a very old franchise and be able to you know give it some youthful uh, revigoration invigoration I should say but yeah I don't know I mean Steven Spielberg if he's not up for it then there must be a a good reason why he's not up for it maybe he doesn't like the script maybe he's not feeling the energy maybe he doesn't believe in it you know Uh, and that's telling that is telling I don't believe in it I don't think there should be an Indy 5 (laughs) yeah yeah the only Indy 5 there should be is the Indy 500 and that's it (laughs) you know forget the 5 
Oh, you know what? It's so funny that you should mention Indy 500, the car race. Oh, yeah? Because <laughs> the guy that they're looking to take over from Steven Spielberg is James Mangold, who directed Ford versus oh, Ferrari. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, do you know what? If that happens, yeah, he's good. He is good. Yeah, James yeah. Mangold is good. He's good. He's, he's good. good. I love Logan. I yeah. lo- he directed Logan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. So this is kind of, uh, this is interesting. I mean, it's, it's mm. about Harrison Ford went on, on record to say filming's going to be starting in the next couple of months. So mm. now they don't have a director, obviously it's going to be delayed, but here's something kind of like an addendum to that. And I don't know if folks are going to be really, really interested in this, but Steven Spielberg recently announced that his daughter, this was in the news and I just found this kind of like just the other day. Steven Spielberg's daughter has announced that she is going to be appearing in por- in, in adult movies, in porn films. What? Steven Spielberg? Yeah. Spiel- <laughs> yeah. Jay, get the words out. Yeah. Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg's, <laughs> I can't say Steven Spielberg's daughter is going to be in porn films. Yes. Oh this is the, my. This is the weirdest thing. herself as well. Well, 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 we don't know. But all I know is he's come out and he's trying to say, look, we support our daughter. She's like, yeah. So this is kind of, could it be related to that? I don't know. She's got all the money in the world, isn't it? Or is he not? I know. That's, that's, I wonder if when she like orgasms, she's going to have the Spielberg (laughs) look. (laughs) <laughs> that, that crane shot yeah that, that, that crane shot and people just looking up like, you know. the money shot <laughs> ah, that's so funny but this is crazy it's crazy it's just like what? listen he's one of the most famous film directors in the world and yeah she's just like yeah i'm like you know what this is what i want to do i want to make porn movies i want to you know express my artistic freedom and like you know so uh, yeah she's doing porn She's going to be doing, yeah, yeah, exactly. I know. I I couldn't believe it. So yeah, bit of a, you know, bit of a side note to that whole Steven Spielberg Mm. thing. Could it be related? Who knows? Um, All right. Okay. Now connected again, connected to Steven Spielberg is another movie franchise, which is Back to the Future. Now, Back to the Future, one of my all-time favourite 80s movie, sci-fi movie, comedy movie, time travel, Marty McFly has to go back to 1955 to make sure that his parents hook up and so that he's basically born in, you know, in the future. And then it spawned these sequel, you know, part two and obviously part three. And um, yeah, love them. Obviously, the first one is, you know, my favourite. But Deval, tell me, is Back to the Future going to be back? Well, the rumours are that, yes, there is a possibility Back to the Future is coming back. And uh, who has leaked these rumours? One of the big, biggest mouths in Hollywood <laughs> and uh, in in the UK, uh, Tom Holland, a.k.a. Peter Parker, a.k.a. Ooh. Spider-Man. He, uh, in an interview for his upcoming film, was it called Onwards or something like that? Some animation? Yeah. Yeah, uh, he has said, "Yep, that uh, you know that there has been some talks. They're not far down the line, but they're initial talks at the moment. So, uh, yeah, so some talks of Back to the Future returning, and he will be in you know in the line for playing Marty McFly. But do you know Great who choice. is rumored to also be playing Dark Ark? Not Dark Ark. <laughs> um, Doc Ark, not Doc Brown. Doc Brown. Yeah, do you know who the rumor is?" 
Who, what, no, who? James, okay. No, don't Jonah Jameson. Nope. One more guess. Go, one more guess. One more guess. Okay, someone as freaky as that. Uh, Ooh. Oh, who does who Tom Holland have good on-screen chemistry with? Oh, don't you tell me. <laughs> no, Iron Man himself. Yes. Jesus. Yes. Really? So Robert Jr. is also rumoured to be playing <laughs> If Doc they Brown. can pull this off, man, oh my gosh. <laughs> We've what seen that team he's, up. he's been playing intelligent characters, Sherlock, you know, Tony Stark, <laughs> he uh, do Dr. Wacky. Doolittle. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Did we forget he the can last do one? wacky. Yeah, he can do wacky. Yeah. yeah, give him a bit more grey hair, you know, the yeah. specs. You know, he's the way he speaks, I think he's he naturally <laughs> speaks like that. He overlaps <laughs> his language, his uh, his dialogue. So he's constantly talking like a almost like a hundred like miles a, like an a, hour. Yeah, exactly. So that will lend quite well to a nutty professor type character. So, yeah, I mean, it could work, you know, it can, you know, what? I can see it working. Whether it should is another question just because they yes. can, should they? Uh, uh, but we'll but you know what? Exactly. And just by the way, I said 100 miles an hour. I should have said 88 miles an hour. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, gosh, how could I miss that? But yeah, man, listen, <laughs> if it happens, wow, wow. What a, that, that would be amazing. And I think that will definitely put bums on seats because number one, it's back to the future. Number two, you put those two together. There's, there is chemistry, right? There's, yeah. They're great, aren't they? No pun intended. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Um, now tell me about let's be let's go to boxing now let's go let's do listen we know Tyson Fury there was a boxing match just recent couple of days ago um Tyson Fury beat Deontay Wilder in a huge huge upset mm-hmm. and people you know the boxing kind of uh, community are just reeling from that that's a great but fight let, by the way great yeah, fight yeah it's really unbelievable and now mm. they're talking about like um Tyson Fury and Joshua uh, AJ. Yeah, I think Tyson like Fury he, would beat Anthony Joshua. From what I've seen so you, far, Tyson Fury is a very intelligent boxer. You know, and, and you know what the yeah. mad thing is? It's only was only in 2016 where he went through the meltdown where mm. like depression, uh, mm-hmm. anxiety, he went through this whole thing about, um, you know, he came out with some shit about like, he made some homophobic rants and mm-hmm. he said loads of stuff kind of went on this religious kind of thing and people were like they were like nah his his career's over his career's over and the way he just kind of dealt with wilder is just wild like you know <laughs> um but now that's a nice little segue into what we want to speak about devaldo so tell us about a boxing movie yeah so creed uh obviously part one part two were really successful i think part one made like 160 odd million dollars on a really small budget, part two made over two hundred million dollars. Michael B. Jordan's done really, really well. Anytime I see that film, I just afterwards I go to the gym because his body is insane. <laughs> crazy. His body is insane. It's like it's like top to bottom perfection. It's not yeah. too too bulky. He's lean. He's ripped. He looks in good shape. So yeah, he does really really well for that film. Uh, and uh, Rocky, not Rocky, sorry, Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> well, yeah, Rocky. Well, he, he does play Rocky, yeah, but uh, yeah, he's in the in the movie as well. He was nominated for Best Supporting Actor in Creed yeah, 2. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Uh, so the film, though, is it's, it's really, really uh, also what Tessa Thompson's in the film uh, as yes. his, uh, his wife. She's really, really good in the film. So yeah, all the performances are really, really good. 
and it looks like part three is just on the horizon. Uh, so far, I think they have looked at uh, Zach Balin uh, to write uh, Creed 3. We still don't know who's confirmed to direct. There was some rumours before that Michael yeah. B. Jordan himself may direct uh, part three. Uh, so we'll have to wait to see if that comes to fruition. Uh, but yeah, uh, Zach Balin uh, has... He, he has got a lot of, uh, not, well, I wouldn't say he's not experienced yet in, in Hollywood. He's not like done many, many films, but he is one of the up and coming writers that people say is going to be the next big thing. Uh, he is okay. also, he, he's also written already, uh, King Richard, which is the sort of bio, not biography. What's the movie version of a biography? A biopic. Biopic, sorry. <laughs> a biopic of, uh, of Serena and Venus Williams' dad. Uh, Richard Williams. So King Richard is the movie that he's written uh, and uh, the King Richard character, Richard Williams, is being played by Will Smith. I don't know how that's happening. You mentioned this before. I know. So that one's in the works. So yeah, we're going to see some of his work come to fruition. Uh, Another sports film. So yeah, maybe Mm. he is the person to do it. Let's see if Creed 3 is going to be just as good as the previous two. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's mad. That is absolutely mad. Yeah, so we'll keep you posted on that one, folks. Um, yeah, listen out onto the show for further news on that one. And let yeah. us talk about The Mask. Now, Devado, I love this movie. I remember watching this in cinema. It's wacky. It's crazy. Jim Carrey doing Jim oh, Carrey. no, 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 no. Not that kind of oh, mask. Shit. I'm talking about Mask Crusaders. Roll it on the time. Mask. The cartoon mask. Oh, the car- oh my God. The car- I, was thought you t- I thought you you're talking about like the mask like sorry my bad x-ray vision i know you'll be you'll be uh uh x-ray spectrum (laughs) sorry you'll you'll want the x-ray vision i'm on the spectrum definitely i'm a 1985 uh mask uh popular cartoon for the uh what millennials is it (laughs) well yeah well yeah yeah, for the old school cats yeah and uh, Mask Cartoon, uh, again, Paramount is, uh, they're, they're just wrapped with uh, the G.I. Joe uh, sort of spin-off with uh, Henry Golding. Uh, what's yes. that one called again? That one's the, uh, oh, mine's Sna- gone blank. Um, Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes. Oh, perfect. Thank you. Yeah, so Snake Eyes is just wrapped. Another Paramount uh, sort of old school 80s cartoon uh, you know, retelling. And from what I understand, the Mask movie uh, could move ahead with the Bad Boys 3 writer, Chris Bremer. So Mask right. is a, a 1980s cartoon about these these guys that run around in these cars uh, on missions to try and uh, thwart uh, the evil forces of Venom. Venom was an organisation who went out there and tried to take over the world mask tried to stop them they had these special masks when they put it on gave them special abilities uh like we said before spectrum had their x-ray vision do 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 mask and all the different masks had different uh, abilities so they could you know yeah they just <laughs> it sounds really exciting <laughs> but it was kind of boring but it was the 80s so it was exciting 
but uh, but yeah, it had a really really good soundtrack uh, sung by some sort of guy who looks like Michael Bolton, probably uh, yeah. like all the old school eighties cartoons did. Really good soundtracks, so it really stuck in my mind. Hopefully, if they do this, they do it right. Uh, otherwise, don't do it at all, please. Don't do Paramount. it. Just don't pick mm. it up. Yeah. Um, and yes, yeah, so mask was the acronym for Mobile Armored Strike Command, and Command with a K. Damn, teacher, teaching us, schooling you guys. But listen, I want to see. You know what? I want to see another Transformers, and and I know we spoke about this. I I want to see kind of like a Bumblebee type of a Transformer movie. You will see one again. I think you will. Yeah. Yeah. That's bring that on. Do keep making movies like that, Paramount. Like, (laughs) you know, you know, if you want to make movies, do that. All right. Okay. Um, Devout, can I squeeze? I I know this isn't on our show list, but I just want to quickly squeeze in just something, right? I want to quickly, these are, this is going to be really quick. There's two shows, which Mm -hmm. two new shows, which are going to be coming. The first one is check this out. Silence of the lambs TV series. Shut up. Silence sign of the Lambs. Sign me up. Sign me up. Sign me up. Sign me up. And sign me up. Sign me co- up. Listen, this is happening. Re- Re- an actress called Rebecca Breeds will be playing Clarice Starling. So um, oh. she was in the Vampire Diaries. I don't know who this okay. person is. Right. Neither so that was that I, one, right? Mm. So, folks, we're going to be seeing Silence of the Lambs. And I mean, Silence of the Lambs is classic, brilliant. Like, you know, I love that movie. That That's based on a novel. Um, it won the Oscar, I think, as well, that movie. The second one I want to quickly mention is this. Another 80s movie is being recreated on the small screen. This is The Lost Boys. And, okay. Yeah. And um, apparently it's got a guy called Lincoln Eunice is going to be playing one of the, the vampires, the lead kind of vampires, you know, like kind of the, do you remember the Kiefer Sutherland character from Lost Boys, the movies? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. going to be, he, yeah, he's going to be kind of like be going to be playing that. So I just wanted to quickly mention that. So Science of the Lambs and the Lost Boys, folks, they're going to be hitting screens probably like next year. So watch out for them. They're going to be good. All right, that's it. Movie news is over, folks. Let's move Ooh. on to the box office top 10. And in at number five is... um. Okay, I don't know what this one is, Devaldo, so fill in the blanks <laughs> for me. Emma. Emma is a period film uh, starring, oh my gosh, her name has, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, that's the one. Anya right. Taylor-Joy, okay. that was in a period film, Emma, uh, relationships, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and it looks interesting. I probably won't see it, but I know Anya Taylor-Joy is a really, really good actress. So yep. if you're really interested in that sort of thing, I say go ahead and watch it. Do it do it um and she's going to be appearing on the big screen again just in what next month is it or in uh, march or is it april in um, new mutants yes yeah, she'll be in new mutants uh she's also going to be in uh the new movie by the uh the lighthouse director uh right, she's eggers, yeah. yeah she's really good eggers yeah she's really good so yeah expect many more projects from her Okay, cool. Now, in at number four, this I think this is a new entry, and uh, this stars Harrison Ford. This is the Call of the Wild. Hmm. This is the film where he's he's uh, starring with that dog, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So it's based yeah. on a it's based on a novel. This one, um, and I think this movie has been re- this story has been retold like loads of times. Um, I 
don't think I'm going to get a chance to watch this movie. But if you have seen it or you are going to watch it, let us know what you think about it. It's in at number four. It's taken nearly one and a half million. So that's not bad yeah. for first world. Then again, it's not great, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's good to see Harrison Ford still make making movies. He um, loves working with shaggy characters, doesn't he? He does. Doesn't shaggy he looks shaggy in this movie. Yeah. Uh, all right, okay, so in at number three is Parasite. This movie is still doing really, really great. It took 1.7 million and overall it's taken over 8 million. So Oscar Buzz is doing great, great stuff for this movie. Uh, go check it out. Let us know what you think. Deval saw it. He reviewed it. He liked it and yep. uh, it won the Oscar. In yep. at number two, Devaldo is uh, what we got there at number two. Doolittle, Doolittle is still there, number two. Uh, its popularity is, uh, is, I think, the reason why it's doing slightly, you know, okay. It's doing well, yeah. Uh, Robert Downey Jr., Talking to Animals, great kids film, and lots of kids are going to go and see it and are watching it. So far, it's done 2 million in a week, 14 million overall in the UK. Mm. I'm going to see it, though. I'm not going to see it. Uh, and the UK's number one movie, a movie which you have seen and you reviewed last week. So yep. folks, uh, if you've seen the movie and you want to listen to Deval's take on it, go check out episode number 82. This movie took 4.1 4. million this week and overall it's taken 14 and a half. Well, just yeah. over, well, over, over 14 and a half. And it's doing the same amount of money as Doolittle. It's doing okay, you know. Sonic the Hedgehog is actually doing okay worldwide. And I think it goes uh, a long way to show that the the filmmakers listened to the fans' uh, reaction when they initially right. released the trailer of Sonic. The fans hated it. Uh, the director, the, the producers listened. They changed uh, the the look of Sonic. They they you know delayed the release date, and it looks like it's paid off because worldwide Sonic has done really well actually, relatively wow. for a character who you know, a, a computer game character who was popular in the early mid nineties, uh, doing well with a generation that probably didn't really play the game when it came out, you sure. know? So that's actually going a long way to show that, yeah, some, some of these movies, there is appetite, uh, for it. And I can see a sequel being made for Sonic as well. So expect more Sonic. Defo, defo on that one. And just on the UK's box office top 10 movies, I just got to quickly mention this. I just noticed you reviewed the movie last week. Uh, this is Brams the Boy. That's it's at number nine. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's on its way, it's on his way out. That film, it wasn't all that. Uh, I said last week, it was quite a harsh. Emmanuel was listening to the show and he, he messaged me and said, Oh, that was a harsh review of the boy. I'm like, Boy, I mean, I was being nice. I think, yeah, the film wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't that good. So exactly, it's made half a million. It's number nine. It's gonna be. On, it's gonna be on. You know, on its way out anytime soon. Exactly. Also, Birds of Prey. They also changed their name in the UK. It's now also called Harley Quinn uh, colon or semicolon. The two dots. I don't know what that is. Harley is Quinn. It? Birds of Prey. Yeah, it's changed the name in the UK because people can't handle the long, the long name. It's causing queues in in. It caused queues in America. It caused queues in in. <laughs> Uh, in the UK and it caused a lot of cues in international uh, uh, audiences as well you know people had to go to the the the, the, po the auditorium or the ticket the t ticket sales place box office yeah. <laughs> and they said oh can I have two tickets for Birds of Prey and a Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn 
and the person sometimes didn't hear what they said and said, oh yeah, so oh can I have gosh. two tickets for birds? Saying that again and again and again, it caused massive queues and delays. So they had to change the title to Harley Quinn Birds of Prey. Yes, sir. Ka-ching. Next. You know, so. Oh my gosh. The people's popcorns were going cold. You know, drinks were losing their fizz. People oh were, gosh. yeah. It's, it's crazy. Mad. So it had to it had to happen. It had to happen. Look at 1917. That's why it yeah. done so well. People just go there and say, 1917. So 1917. You know, just so quick. So Do little. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just like, you know, it's crazy. It's honestly really, really crazy. All right. Okay, folks. So go check those movies out and let us know what you think. If you've seen them, it'd be really, really great to hear from you. Now, let's check out what's out this week on blu-ray so we've got um arnie arnie's back he's back on your blu-ray player and um yeah so this was a hang on a second i don't know was this a big hit it, it done wasn't. all right, done all right. Oh, it wasn't really? a massive massive hit it just done okay yeah it done okay and i actually enjoyed it i don't think it was amazing but i did enjoy it so yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's now, now on Blu-ray, DVD and da- digital download. So you can copy it and watch it at home and see what you, see what you think. Do, do you think there's gonna be, they're going to make another one? Uh, yes and no. I think they probably will, just not soon. Right. They're going to give it some soon. time. Yeah, exactly. All right. What else can people watch? So that was Terminator Dark Fate, by the way. Dark, yeah, uh, so what, what, yeah, what else can people watch? I mean, Adam's Family, uh, animation, uh, that's out. Uh, that's That actually, from what I understand, is a really good kids' film. I won't see it, but Adam's Family, you know, there was a movie of it. It had Raul Julia, had uh, Thor Birch, I believe. Uh, this came out ages ago in the 90s. Uh, and yeah, done Raul quite Julia, well because he died. Out. Yeah, exactly. M. Bison. M. Bison, and, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, from Street Fighter. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the animation is meant to be quite good. So if you've got kids and you want them to shut up for an hour and a half, oh, uh, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, check that one out. Uh, so, and the next one, Devaldo. Next one is called Black and Blue, which mm. is uh, how anyone will end up if they steal my Harlan dolls. <laughs> Black and Blue. Blue. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a cop sort of drama. Uh, stars Naomi Harris and Tyrese... What's his name? Tyrese Gibson? Tyrese Gibson, yeah. Yeah, Tyrese Gibson, yeah, from Fast and Furious. Yeah, so it stars them to uh, cop drama, uh, drama in sort of, you know, cop land, good cop, bad cop, undercover shit, uh, yeah. trying to solve crime. It's one of those sort of, it's, it's actually quite a good story from what I understand. I've not seen it, so I can't really say too much about it, but now it's out on you sure. know, Blu-ray, digital download and and DVD, I might give it a try actually, but from what I understand, yeah. it's got quite a good story. It didn't do well at the box office when it came out. Uh, and sometimes some of the good films don't do well at the box office. No. Happens over histories happen many, many times, Absolutely. Uh, but they can, they can end up to be being cult classics. I'm not saying this is going to be a cult classic, <laughs> but I'm just saying it's worth a watch. So give black and blue a try guys. Now let's check out what's, what's available on uh, streaming and, and some trailers. So the first one we're going to speak about is called Only. This is a trailer and uh, Deval, explain this one because I didn't get a chance to actually see this. So tell me about Only. Only, you know what? As I just saw it, uh, I was thinking, what is this? Because I've actually forgot. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I forgot what it was, but I will, I will, I will find out what it was. Uh, only, I'll come back to that one. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, tell, well, tell us about the next one because the next one, I kind of, I can, I've got a kind of clue. If I, only I, I could remember. If only. What it was. But, the uh, the yeah, next, so next one, one is Candyman. Yeah, oh my gosh! Oh my, oh gosh. my gosh! Candyman, Candyman, and I will not say it for the third time. Oh, <laughs> and that's why I, I don't have any mirrors in my room. Gosh. In my bedroom, I don't have any mirrors, guys. That's no bullshit. I've got no mirrors in my bedroom. I don't want mirrors in my bedroom because I'm scared of what I'm going to see in the night. I was just having a quick re, um, uh, look of it. So this is Jordan Peele's Candyman. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So you know what this this is going to be. This is mm. going to be great it's because he's going to... Produced by oh, Jordan Peele. Right, mm. produced by Jordan Peele. Just remind everyone again, what is this history behind uh, Candyman? Yeah, Candyman is uh, an old school film. It first came out in 1992. Uh, yes. And it's about a, a well, the, the, no, yeah, the history, history behind it is the man that was killed by people because he was in an interrelation, interracial relationship uh, back in the day when it wasn't, it was frowned upon. Yeah. And uh, he comes back to haunt the people that he feels has uh, wronged him uh and he like there's bees or wasps that follow his that precede his uh his appearance basically if you look in the mirror and say Candyman three times he appears and yeah he's got a hook on his hand it's crazy back in the day this was a scary scary film uh, one of those films mm-hmm. that crept into your into your real world because you didn't want to yeah. look in the mirror and say Candyman three times because you were scared of what might happen, you know? Uh, but yeah, so that's the sort of old school version of it and the new school version, I think, I'm not sure what the story is on the new one. I've not looked too deep into it because I want it to be a bit of a surprise, but from what sure. I've seen so far, the trailer looks really scary. It looks like the, the, the definite return of Candyman, the hook, the bees, the you know in the mirror saying Candyman three times. There's a bit in the trailer where people do that, and the results are not nice for those people. But another good twist on the trailer. You remember us, the trailer that we had uh, that done yeah. really well on our YouTube actually on over 130,000 yeah. hits. But yeah. uh, us had the sort of I got five on it. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Song. I got it five kind of, it kind on of, it. Yeah, it's kind of remixed into like a horror version. Now, Candyman and Jordan Peele's team have done the same thing with this. Yeah. So we know Candyman. It's all about saying his name, isn't it? Don't yeah. say his name. Like, don't say his name. So they've remixed Destiny's Child. Say my name. Say my name. They've remixed oh. that into the trailer into a spooky way. Sick. It is really good. It's really good. So it stars uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen, who we saw in Aquaman. He played Black Mast. Yes. He was also yeah. in Us as well. He played the the father of the young girl from of the like, young girl, back yeah. in the day. He was also recently in Watchmen, uh, and he played a really significant character. I'm not going to spoil yeah. it in case you haven't seen it yet, but he's really, really good in that. And there's a scene where he's naked, and he's got a big dick. <laughs> I'm just going to say, <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, <laughs> What that's the why, fuck? That's why he's called Yah Yah. <laughs> the second. <laughs> honestly, yeah, I was like, <laughs> I don't give a he's shit. Like, Whoa. I, was, I was like, wow, this guy is happy. He's but, hanging. Uh, 
trust me. So we also got Tayona Paris, who we're going right. to be seeing in uh, Captain... No, we're going to see her in uh, Division. She's going to be playing uh, Monica Rambeau. Right, okay. Yep. Uh, so yeah, so we've got a good, good cast. There's, there's more people in the cast I won't mention now, but there's good cast list. Directed by Nia DaCosta. Uh, written and produced by Jordan Peele. So yeah, you already know it's yeah. in good hands. This is out on the 12th of June. Oh man, so it's not not too long away, folks. Go check it out. Um, yeah, I, I, I want to, like, I, I, I mean, regardless of whatever I see in the trailer, I know that I'm going to, going to watch this movie because the I, you know I, I really like the first one and the, like you said shit scared to look into mirror because who the hell wants to see that hook coming up behind you mm, exactly <laughs> who does I know exactly. what only is now I remember now sorry <laughs> oh right yeah yes. so tell us about only only is uh, a film it stars Frida Pinto or Frida oh. Frida Pinto I can't, yeah, Frida yeah Pinto. She, uh, from Planet of the Apes Exactly. Yeah. She's in it. Yeah. She's gorgeous. Yeah. So she's, uh, in this film, it's about a, a comet that hits the earth and releases this, this mysterious virus that begins to kill all women in the world. Women just start to die out, die out, die out. And there's only a few women that survive. There's a crazy premise. It's like a, like a, you know, post-apocalyptic kind of premise, uh, kind of reminds you of like, I don't know, a handmaid's tale kind of situation, yeah. something that affects the women, you know, but in this, in this case, it's not birth rates, it's death. So just imagine that, like, you know, you're in a world where women are dying out. You've got all these horny fuckers, all these <laughs> horny guys <laughs> on the earth, not knowing when, when they're going to get laid next. Cause you know, guys are going to, some, some guys are going to be thinking of just that. Exactly. They're be running around chasing, trying to find women it's going to be a savage, savage place. Savage place. So you can imagine being a woman out there, you are going to be shitting yourself, you know? So, oh my gosh. Uh, but that's, a, that's not just what it's about, but it's more obviously about the social unrest of the situation, how society copes and stuff like that. So this film, yeah, the trailer looked interesting. That's why I put it on the list. The trailer looks interesting. Yeah. And it looks like out. it could be, yeah, it could be one worth checking out. So give it a go. Give it a go. Um, yeah, so the next one, this one sounds intriguing as well. I've heard a lot about this, about this movie because a lot of controversy around it and um, I didn't get a chance to see the trailer on this one, but I I know the hype surrounding it. So this next one is called The Hunt. But tell us about this, Devado, because it sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, The Hunt is a bit like, uh, what was that film of Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Mocking, Mocking... The mock, uh, Hunger Games. Hunger Games. It's kind of like Hunger Games. It's kind of like Battle Royale situation. Yeah, Battle Royale, Japanese. A Korean or Japanese film. Yeah, Japanese. Uh, Japanese, yeah. So it's a bit like that kind of situation. A bunch of people are kidnapped uh, and they are dumped on this island. They're given weapons and they're saying, like, you know, survive, kill or be killed kind of situation. But yeah. it's a bit more deeper than that. And they are slow in, in the in the trailer. You'll see this, but they get to see other people in the, like a town, and they realize that these people in the town are lying. They're not telling the truth about mm. where they are and what's going on. And these people will kill them. And it's about survival. And it's like poof, it's looking like a crazy situation. Yeah. Uh, the people. The only thing with these people, I think they are working together. This group that have been kidnapped and 
Dumpton Island. They are working together. So I don't, I don't think they're looking to kill each other, but they want to survive. Uh, Hilary Swank is in this film. Yeah. So Oscar Dollar and Hilary Swank. Yeah. yeah, she's in the film. Uh, Emma Roberts is in the film. I think that's uh, Julia Roberts' niece or something, isn't it? Right, okay, Eric, yeah. Eric Roberts' daughter. Right, okay. Uh, and it's also st- stars Betty Chaplin, Betty Gilpin. Okay. Uh, who's in like, you know, Glow and uh, Stuba and things like that. Uh, but yeah, it's, it looks like a decent <laughs> you know, film. I mean, Stuba. <laughs> it looks like a decent film. It doesn't look shit. It's co-written by Damon Lindelof. Is he from uh, Lost? Lost. He's behind loads of like crazy yeah, shit. Lo- yeah, lots of stuff. Yeah, like big twists and stuff like that, isn't it? Lots of twisty Pr- stuff. Prome- he wrote Prometheus. Prometheus, yeah, there you go. So you can imagine a, a, a lot of a twisty storyline in this one. But yeah, it looks like an interesting one. It's out in March in cinemas. So uh, yeah, go for it. This is called Watchmen. The this, guy, this guy was, he created Watchmen. Well, he, he, oh, he yes. was a showrunner for Watchmen. Yes, that's it. Yeah. 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 Nah, it yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah. It looks really good. Okay. Um, I want to, I quickly sneak this one in, Devout. I'm not sure if you noticed this, but I quickly sneaked this one in uh, onto the list. I had to just quickly mention this. Now, this is like kind of like full transparency. I haven't seen this, but this is this is what I am going to be watching next. This oh this thing gosh. is called The Trials. Oh, on Netflix, yes. I saw the trailer yesterday. Oh, I saw man. the trailer yesterday. Oh, shit. This is shocking. This oh is absolutely gosh. shocking. This thing is called The Trials of Gabriel Fernandez. And you know what? The story behind this is, is pretty fucked up. So basically, Gabriel Fernandez was this like young kid, like eight or nine oh. years old who was abused by his mum and mm. her partner. And he was basically left like in the basement. He was tortured. He he wasn't fed. And social services had been like round the house, you know, from his family investigating it. And there were failings. There were so many things which were just kind of swept under the carpet and no one. So people basically turned a blind eye to it. Mm. And it just turns out that, you know what, this is one of the most tragic, horrific stories. And the reviews that I'm seeing are that people have been watching this show, this documentary on Netflix, and they're saying that they haven't been able to get it out of their head because of you know what's happened and you know how the story kind of like unfolds and the tragic end to this little kid's life this this boy called gabriel fernandez so yeah i'm gonna i want to watch it definitely gonna watch it yeah because because it's just like it's one of those things right where like as soon as i saw read about it i was like mm. those bastards those flipping oh, bastards and then when i started you know? yeah man and when i started reading about it i was like no 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 i gotta watch it so if you li- if you obviously like, I remember um, there was a documentary or there was a m- film that you mentioned, Devaldo, a while ago now. Uh, it was about this family who kept their kid locked up. Do you remember it? It was in America as well. Um, I think it was like a Mexican family. I, I, think, I can't remember. This movie, it was a movie or a documentary and then they got found mm. out and it's kind of similar to that as well. But I, okay. my ears just pricked up. I just kind of had to, like, it's one of those things I think we just got to watch and we'll speak about mm. it hopefully on next week's show. Um, but that's called The Trials of Gabriel Fernandez and it's on Netflix at the moment. So go check it out. Um, 
be prepared be prepared it's going to be powerful shit uh mm. okay let's kind of speak about mm. anniversary corner right now so from 10 years ago 2010 and this was kind of like a a sequel a reboot i don't know whatever you want to call it but this was tron legacy yeah. and Tron the movie, which was this 80s, really funky 80s movie, which was kind of like, you know, a nostalgia piece for people. When I would look back and think about Tron, I was like, wow, man, the graphics in that movie were crazy. And then they came out with Tron, Tron Legacy, which had this soundtrack by, I think it was Daft Punk. Yes. And, um was was mad. The, 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 the kind of special effects in this movie are crazy as well. Lo a kind of... Yeah, I, I love the story of this idea of going back into the game, that game from the 1980s and inside the game is this message. So um, they used, I think, I want to say, they do they use de-aging or they use total CGI for, yeah. uh, what's his name? Uh, de-aging for, uh, what's his name? Oh, damn it. Not Chris Christopherson. Uh, no, but good shout, was, yeah, uh, it's similar. Who was uh, Obadiah. Obadiah, what's his name? We always remember their character names, but not the from yeah, Iron Jeff Bridges. Man. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Yeah, that's so, it. Um, <laughs> Obadiah. Yeah, so, yeah, so Obadiah. I don't remember that. What a first name? Who's called Obadiah? Obadiah. So like old school oh colonial. Like biblical. Obadiah. Obadiah. How many slaves do you have today? <laughs> Gosh, that's crazy, isn't it? Obadiah. Oh man! But Tron Legacy, yeah, devoured. So the graphics, the, it was it was billed as this kind of, you know, CGI, great CGI, great story, and then in the end, it was yeah, it was interesting. There's a lot of stuff in it. Um, I, what happened to the whole Tron Legacy then? What happened in the end? Why aren't we seeing yeah, more? Yeah, it just kind of it just stopped. It just stopped. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it done really really well on the. On the uh, sort of in the box office, uh, done okay. Uh, this the uh, sort of reviews were like you know six and a half, seven out of ten kind of situation. Right. Sure. So it wasn't as good as people expected. I think there was a lot of there was a lot of expectation on this one. Uh, so it, it took long to film as well. Uh, special effects took ages and cost a lot of money as well. So I think there was a bit of uh, you know apprehension as to making a sequel will it be as good saying sure. that though a sequel uh yes yeah, so it's the most expensive film <laughs> at the time for a first time director production budget was 170 million dollars uh, you know yeah yeah just the wardrobe budget alone was 13 million uh, one of the suits one of the suits that they, they wore cost 60,000 uh, for yeah, so it was because I guess all these suits are quite techno as well because of the way they're filming and stuff like that. It's not straightforward in how they can just you know maybe the technology then wasn't as good as it is now. Maybe now sure. they'd be a lot more done in post production rather than trying to integrate you know live action filming with uh, special effects. Uh, but uh, but yeah, that was that. But yeah, I mean, part three is in the works or not in the works? It's sorry, it. it's rumored. Uh, you know rumoured uh, being the operative word uh, Jared Leto is uh, rumoured to be in in you know involved in part three so wow well I have to wait and see but yeah Tron Legacy I did enjoy it I watched it in 3D uh, yeah. in the cinema and actually at home I've got a 3D version at home as well which I can watch in the comfort of my of my sofa my 3D yeah. telly um, mm. 
Did you know? I didn't know this. This is a Disney. This is a Disney project. This is like Disney owned this, so they they yeah, can pump yeah. money into this. Mm, but will the will the investors be confident that they'll get a return? Mm. It's got to be done right. It's got to be done right. That was uh, a very boardroom meeting way of saying it. <laughs> it's true, man. That money was talks that was bullshit walks. <laughs> shit walks. Mm. All right, so Dustron mm-hmm. Legacy, go check them out. They, the, I mean, the original were from 1982. I want to say, um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So Jeff Bridges, he's back, and like you know, he he plays the good guy and he plays the bad guy, and there's a game involved, and the son's got to kind of battle his way through this game, which looks brilliant, by the way. Imagine being mm. in that game. Uh, all right, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So now let's go back 15 years. Let's go back to a, this was a Steven Spielberg movie. This was a big budget Steven Spielberg movie starring Tom Cruise. And Mm. this is War of the Worlds, man. And this was great. Listen, this story is still, it never fails to impress. It's based on uh, a novel which came out. This is, I'm, I'm sure this is coming out like from in the 1800s or something. Oh, is this the, uh, yeah, I think it is actually. Is it the, oh, what's, what was the, I think the original premise of this, it was like a radio uh, broadcast from back in the day and people thought it was really real. Do you remember? That was Orson Welles, yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, something. I don't know if that's the original sort of like, is it H.G. Wells or Orson? One of them, isn't it? So, H.G. So, uh, yeah, yeah. classic story by H.G. Wells, yeah. Yeah, that's it. And this came out. This so this novel was originally produced in eighteen ninety-eight. Wow, that's a long time ago. So people are still making this. And War of the Worlds, they just recently did a BBC adaptation of this, Ooh, which I, I mean, yes, I've, I haven't seen. I, I heard I it's seen. all right, actually. I heard it's good. Yeah, but yeah. So you know, the premise is that the aliens they come to Earth. We don't know Ooh. all. You know, we don't know if they're good or bad, and shit happens, and they're really bad. They've been on Earth for years. They were underground. Oh, they they were underground. That was it. And then all of a sudden, they just kind of decided to show themselves, and then they start just basically decimating people. Mm, That's right. And in that is Tom Cruise. He's got his son. He's got his son and daughter, who's played by a young. Is it Dakota Fanning or one of the Fanning That's girls? Correct. Yeah, yeah, Dakota Fanning. Yeah, yeah, really good, really good movie, man. And uh, the ending, I can't remember how what it is. I mean, it's I can't remember exactly it, it, how. It, it was the uh, the cold, the common cold. I think I think the human virus it. or the common cold somehow infected the. Yeah, the the aliens and they couldn't deal with it, and that's what that's what that that was their downfall. <laughs> common wow. cold, it's a bit like signs in it and water, such a simple thing that just uh, got rid of them. Got Imagine rid of if them. they tried yeah. to invade now, flipping heck, the coronavirus will get them out in no time. Bloody get them out, <laughs> flipping hell, man. This yeah. is bad, but yeah. Um, so yeah, go check that one out. It's called War of the Worlds. And there's, like I said before, there's many, many adaptations. BBC just recently done one, but this one's obviously directed by Spielberg, starring mm. Tom Cruise. And yeah, big budget, special effects. Yeah. Um, yeah good, Tom Cruise good. has his, his trademark Tom Cruise run, where he yes. runs and the aliens are trying to shoot him and he's dodging him and everyone's getting zapped and, you know. <laughs> he does that run, Tom man. Cruise. Tom cruising in the movie, man. You know. uh, all right. Okay. So from 20 years ago, Oh Brother, 
Where Art Thou? So this is a Coen Brothers movie starring George Clooney. And I can't remember the other guy's names, to be honest with you. Oh, uh, was it Will Farrell? was it? Or no, wrong film. Mm, John Turturro. Right. That is it. Yeah, John Turturro uh, and the guy from... Uh, John Goodman's in it. And then the guy, the the, the, the leader that was in... In, in, uh, in Incredible Hulk. <laughs> yeah, they're scientists. His face, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, so but, what yeah. is this? This is, you know what? I've got to say, I haven't seen this movie, but people rave, rave Ooh. about this movie all the time. Neither have I. I put it on there for a reason because all these films, uh, are anniversary corner, or a lot of times we, we try and link it to the main film review. Yeah. And the main films, you know, sci-fi and whatever it might be, you know, sci-fi gone wrong or experiments gone wrong or just anything sci-fi. Uh, but this one, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I mean, if I turn into The Invisible Man, isn't that what you would say about me? <laughs> <laughs> oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Where <laughs> Art Thou, man? Exactly. Where the uh, hell is he? Exactly. But uh, yeah, this, this film meant to be good. Deep South during 1930s, three escaped convicts uh, search for hidden treasure while being pursued by the law. So <laughs> they were in prison. They found out that there's some hidden treasure somewhere. That's like, you know really good motivation to escape, try and find the treasure and live a life of luxury. But I don't know if they actually found it. I would think they did. They were in George Clooney's involved. So they'll want to give him a good, good, happy ending. But at yeah. the same time, it's, it's Cohen Brothers. So you never get what you think you're going to get. So exactly. Mm, yeah. Sounds like a good film. I didn't, I didn't know this, but it's based on, um, it's based on The Odyssey by Homer. Oh, okay. Abe's Odyssey, so, is it? Or? Yeah. So it's oh, no, um, the Odyssey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Odyssey. So they're um, going to have, have some sirens as well. Some exactly. Some, hot, some hot, hotness somewhere. Hot, yeah. So mm. um, yeah, that's, that's that's pretty like you know interesting. And um, what else? Mm. What else can I say about it? Oh, Roger Deakins. He 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 did the cinematography. Okay, cool. Who's that? And he just won the Oscar <laughs> for 1917. Oh, is it? Oh, wow. Okay, okay. Nice one. Yeah. So this guy is. Like, you know, his his stamp is on mm. a lot of these great movies. All right, so, uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? That was from 20 years ago. Go check it out. Mm-hmm. Now, this next movie, again, what like Deval mentioned, is sci-fi. This is a great, I love this movie. I've mm. seen this movie like yeah. several times. Bruce Willis, Tom, uh, not Tom Cruise, uh, Brad Pitt, Jennifer, Madeline Stowe, about a time, about a time traveler. Yeah, so someone from the future has to go back into the past mm-hmm. to try and solve or try and stop this virus. You mentioned the coronavirus, but in the movie, mm. he's got to kind of stop this virus from spreading, which then kills like, you know, the whole world basically. Yeah. It's called 12 Monkeys, uh, directed by Terry Gilliam. Is it Terry Gilliam? No. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Is it yeah. Terry Gilliam? Okay. Yeah. So one of the, uh, the Monty Pythons and, mm. uh, yeah, man, it's great. It's brilliant. Like, um, what you know it's got time travel in it which i love it's got this whole idea about you know can you save the past uh, mm-hmm. sorry can, yeah. can you save the future by going back into the past and um wacky performance from brad pitt so there's all these kind of like little bits and pieces going on and he goes back in he goes back in time he goes back to 1990 which is six years before the plague uh to try and stop or try and gather information that will help to i guess neutralize the plague before it starts but that's crazy. That that sounds a lot like uh, the episode of X Men 
when Cable goes back in time to, to try and stop the plague and Apocalypse, yeah. you know, he creates the plague. You remember? <laughs> that is wicked. <laughs> so uh, that's crazy. That, that that's. Do you know what? I've never actually seen Twelve Monkeys from the start, and oh, I feel like I, sh- I shouldn't say that out in public. Uh, but I've never seen it from the start. Never. Yeah, no, it's good. It's it's definitely it's definitely worth it. It's gritty, it's grimy. It's not like there's there's no like polish to it. There's no sheen. Yeah. When you think of like a science like fiction that. movie, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just like grey. Like you know, it's the future is horrible. Do we the que- the the question is like is Bruce Willis really actually time traveling? Is or is it all in his brain? Because he's in a mental Ooh. institute, so it's like one of those things that are. You know, it's really interesting, and also they the sci-fi, the sci-fi channel. They um they they made they got the rights to it, and they made a TV show which I really really like. Um, and have a guess who played the Bruce who plays the Bruce Willis character? Do you remember Fire Firestar? Fi, no, Firestarter, Firestorm. Yeah, Firestorm. From um from X Men, Pyro. No, is it Pyro? Oh, is it? He oh, plays yes. the yes, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah he, I've seen it. He, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know he you're plays about. the Bruce Willis character yeah. in the, in the TV show. It's really yeah, good. I've it seen is. It. Uh, yeah, I saw the first I, I two scenes. It. It's actually quite good. Mm. It's good. It is. It's good. I liked it. So yeah. So Twelve Monkeys, folks. If you haven't seen mm. it, go check it out. It's really good. Yeah. And um, it's crazy. You know, a lot of the cast and crew took a pay cut so they can work with Terry Gilliam. Is it? Brad Pitt took a pay cut. Yeah, a lot of them took a pay cut because the, the budget was quite small. So they took a pay cut just to work with him because they wanted to really, you know, just work with uh, sort of a Monty Python great. Yeah. Uh, and even even the director, even though Brad Pitt is a great actor, he wasn't sure Brad Pitt can pull off the whole fast-talking, crazy kind of Craziness. vibe. So they sent him a, yeah. a, a vocal co- coach to try and, you know, get him up to speed with talking that fast talk craziness wow you know but uh but yeah and obviously it worked out really well yeah 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 no he's good so yeah he's good i think he got nominated for an oscar i'm not don't don't quote me on that but uh you know what it it is a good movie now another Mm. great movie um oh my gosh here we go this movie man get ready for our surprise <laughs> this movie, man, it's got some great one-liners. It's got like I don't know this thing, right? You know the thing with Arnold. For me, like I've always considered him to be like a wooden actor, but he appears mm-hmm. in some of the greatest movies. Like he appears in some great movies, mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. this is one of those movies. He plays a guy called Quaid. I think that's Quaid. what his name is. What a name! Just Quaid. What a name! No first, no second. <laughs> Quaid. Quaid. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's got Sharon Stone in it. It's got um, Michael Ironside, directed by yep. Paul Verhoeven. So it's this Robo is Cop, kind of like Robocop and Hollow Man, Robocop. which is another link to nice. Man. Mm-hmm. Nice. And um, yeah, so Quaid, he's like, you know, he plays like this construction worker who goes in to get a... Um, in the future they have these things where you can have like a like an experience where a memory is implanted into your brain and you can then live out this kind of fantasy so he goes and before he gets this kind of experiment done on him it it goes wrong and people are like what the hell like you know what why is this guy crazy and they, I think at the kind of um, place where they do the experiment, they're like, we haven't even implanted the experiment. He keeps going on that he's like a spy. 
and then it just goes down this rabbit hole where mm. you know is Quaid a spy is he not a spy like who is he a resistance fighter like who is it it's brilliant it's got some great one-liners in there some great action set pieces i thought it was a cracking movie man it's a really great movie for its time oh yeah great the, you're right and <laughs> some of the <laughs> sharon stones in it <laughs> Oh man, and that other lady with the dark hair, like I said, Michael Ironside, he's a proper baddie, proper baddie. And you've got the man who uh, tricks Arnold Schwarzenegger with an alien hand. <laughs> oh, says, you make me wish I had free hands. And then there's a bit where he reveals his hand and the way he, he takes off his sleeve and he, he starts to like show his alien hand and he looks oh, at it. Man. But back in the day, it wasn't no CGI. Everything mm-hmm. they did, or most of what they did, you know, was all animatronics and stuff like that, you know. So yeah, and the, and his line was, "Man, I got five kids to feed." Yeah, <laughs> and he kept changing. It was first four kids, yeah. then five kids, and then and, and then, that's when and then <laughs> exactly. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger turns around and says to him, "I thought you had five kids." He goes, "Ah, uh, uh, shit, you got me, man." <laughs> like you know, it's just like so funny. Uh, if you haven't uh, seen it, flipping, go out and yeah. watch it. Like yeah, Don't watch, watch the new version. Watch the old school ninety ninety oh, version. The, the yeah, newer version yeah. with uh, Colin Farrell and and what's her name? Uh, uh, Jessica Biel. No, Jessica Biel. No, she was in the Underworld. Uh, oh. Oh, you know, you know who yes. It is. I know who it is. British actress. <laughs> Kate, the K, Katie something or K? Kate, Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale, yeah. I, I, she's, she's wicked. She's hot. She's wicked. And so yeah. is Colin Farrell, but the film wasn't the same. It is. It's poor. You yeah, know, exactly. it wasn't the same. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, so, as yeah. a double bill, as I reckon for people, for our listeners, as a double bill, watch Robocop and watch Total oh, Recall. Yes, yes. That's a, that's a good shout. Yeah. That's a really good shout. And also, Paul Verhoeven done Basic Instinct as well. Oh shit, yes. Yeah. I mean that's that's mad, yeah. Just all those films. Really good. Yeah. And obviously when that scene comes up in Basic Instinct, the amount of times that that was paused was just like Ooh. I know, man. All right, okay. Now we've kind of hinted, we've kind of touched upon these connections to our movie of the week, folks. So um yeah, let's just get into it, Devaldo. So this is the Invisible Man. And this is part of this is part of the dark universe wasn't it at some point it was meant to be but i think now it's more standalone it's not really linked right as they would have so, hoped yeah so universal were they they had the rights to this movie and they released uh, they made this movie with tom cruise called the mummy and then that film did really bad like it bombed at the box office and they were going to do the mummy they were going to do the invisible man they were going to do dracula frankenstein dr jekyll and mr hyde and then before Mm. you knew it it just all like you know fell to pieces and then blumhouse blumhouse productions jason blum bloom i don't know how you pronounce it he basically got the rights to the movie and thought you know what i'm gonna put in like hardly any money into this project and I'm going to make, this is what I'm kind of thinking about. I'm going to make like a far superior movie than the mummy. And I got to say, right. That on the, from, from the beginning yeah, I really enjoyed the movie. I was, I really enjoyed the first half of the movie Devaldo. The tension in the first half mm. kind of built up, built up. And I was like, shit, man, where is this going? This is like really, really good. Like your classic classic kind of like horror movie style is wasn't it the beginning half yeah, of the movie yeah definitely and um 
but before we get into that whole thing, just kind of give us a bit of a setup. Yeah, so it's, I mean, we've seen Hollow Man before. Invisible Man has been around from like the 50s or whatever it may be. So the premise has been there for a long time, but I think they really turned that premise on its head. Uh, it stars, uh, what's her name now? Oh my God, my, my, my mind's gone blank now. Something it stars like, uh, Elizabeth Moss, yeah. uh, who we've seen in Handmaid's Tale. Uh, also Oliver Jackson Cohen. Yeah, who we see, we saw in, uh, we saw him in the Haunting of Hill House. He was one of the one of the right, one okay. of the sort of children in that one, and also stars uh, Aldous Hodge, who's been in lots of films, lots of TV shows. Really good actor, Storm Reid as well. Really good actress. Yeah, but yeah, the premise here is that Elizabeth Moss, Moss's character is, I believe, she's married or she's a long term partner. I can't remember which one. I think she's married actually to. Yeah. Uh, Oliver Jackson Cohen's character, The Invisible Man. Uh, and he is a brilliant, brilliant, like world leader when it comes to optics. That's what they called it, optics. So he's been trying to create some sort of, you know, way of a cloaking sort of optical illusion type, you know, technology. Uh, and we don't really get to see much of the start of their relationship, but we understand that he uh, is no longer around. I won't say what's happened but he's no longer around basically uh due to a tragedy and uh so yeah so that's what happens but even before that we see that elizabeth moss's character is not happy in the relationship so she leaves uh, in very very dramatic circumstances and then follows a tragedy from her husband he's no longer around and she's trying to move on with her life and uh she seems like she's been going through some sort of ptsd because it just through her, her her actions and her behavior, it looks like she's been going through a lot of shit with this guy. He's treated her on a next level bad way. She can't even yeah. leave the house. So we see that there's a trauma there and that all plays into the invisible man's, <laughs> the way he acts, the way he haunts her. It really doesn't, it doesn't do her any favors because she's already haunted. So yeah. that's how, we, I think that's how the whole horror vibe is really, you know, fueled from the sort of previous uh, life that she's led. Uh, so yeah, she goes to live with uh, her friend and his daughter, and that's where the film really unravels. And you get to see that the Invisible Man is a presence in her life, but only she can sit. Well, she can't see, but only she experiences his his actions. Yeah. He is traumatizing her on another level, making her f- feel and. I feel she's mad and and so on. And she knows something's going on. She starts to believe that her husband isn't dead. And she believes that, you know, because she knew what he was trying to develop. And she believes that he did manage to develop this technology and that he is actually invisible, not dead. So that's as far as I'm going to go with the premise without, yeah. you know, too many spoilers. But I will say that the way they, like, the way that Invisible Man haunts her, because it is like a haunting, it's like a ghost. It is, isn't it? It, it is, is really clever. Some of the sort of things that happen, bed sheets, things moving around, you know, like just, it's a bit like paranormal activity actually, but yeah, it's yeah. quite spooky in places. But because you know it's not a ghost, you are not scared in the same way. Sure. You know, it is a bit terrifying. It's a bit it's spooky, but because you know it's not a ghost, it's not the same kind of spookiness, but it's still good. The tension yeah. is really, really high in some moments, yeah. you know. It's quiet, Definitely. it's dark. You see something on the edge of the screen, 
and you think, wow, wow, what was that? You know what it was, but then she might not see it, but then you know he's in the room. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then later on, he'll do something that she notices, but only she might notice. And then people around her think she's going crazy. And some things are so in your face, you think, damn, they should know it's not her, but they think it's her because she's gone through PTSD and she's not herself. So they think that she's going crazy. And uh, oh man, there's a scene in a restaurant where something crazy happens. And you, as as an outsider in the restaurant, if you saw that, you would have no... You would believe that, you know, it was Elizabeth Moss's character, but we know it's not her. But it's just crazy. This guy, this invisible man, he does whatever it takes to make her look bad. He terrorizes her. Exactly. And you know what? There's a, um, there was, there's this moment in the movie. I I love it when, when films can do this to a person when I'm like, I was looking like, you know, at the side of the movie, thinking, where is he? Where is he? Like, like, you know, I want to see, did I just see something move there? And I just love the fact that Mm. I got into the movie. And just like you said, it's like a haunting, classic haunting movie. Like, you know, this camera slowly creeping, you know, someone's watching this person and you don't know what kind of a presence. It's just like a ghost where you can't see the presence. So I think Jason Blum has kind of, they've, they've done that and they've done that specifically. But what I like about this is the fact that, you know, this is like a nasty person who's abusing someone. And sometimes in life, you know what you the, the message that I think what people some people are getting out of this is sometimes you don't know who your abusers are. Like, for example, I read a piece about this where online where, you know, like with the with the advent of social media and you know people post stuff on kind of like you know instagram facebook and you get these people they say shit they they abuse people online and you don't know who they really are and then they linked that to this movie which i thought was kind of really interesting and she goes through hell put it this way she goes through hell to kind of you know get through this this monster and you know um the way that she deals with it and the way that she kind of has to survive, I thought was really good. You know, there was loads of tension in the movie. There was some, there, there was a, there was a bit in the movie where I was like, okay, you know, that is really far fetched, but I'm still going with this movie. I'm still kind of like, you know, on board with, with her, Elizabeth Moss's character and how she's feeling. Yeah. yeah. And I thought she was great. She really played that crazy like, you know, that, that craziness to a point where I was like, shit, man, yeah. she's actually going mad. She's got really expressive, uh, like facial eyes. expressions, her yeah. eyes. And she really does seem like she's going crazy. You know, she, she does the job really, really well. Yeah. There's some crazy and, like uh, bits in the film as well, though, that some people might not notice, but uh, there's a part when she's in the hospital and she's being taken by some people because they think she's mad. And uh, she just sort of, as she's being sort of taken in, there's a scene where someone's being stretched on a hospital bed who yeah. comes beside her. That person's wrapped in bandages from head to toe and with they've got glasses on. And that is a Easter egg to, I guess, pay homage to the original Invisible oh. Man from the, yeah, from the... Uh, from the fifties, I guess. Uh, no, from the, yeah, from the thirties or fifties. So as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Oh, okay, 
Yeah, you know, you're right. Yeah, because he's he's wrapped, he, he's wrapped in bandages like that normally. I mean, they did it on purpose. Yeah. And, and in, a, in the yeah in the in the Invisible Man from I think there was one movie where he unwraps the bandages and then he's invisible. Yes. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's to pay homage for that. So if you see it in the film, you'll know why they're doing that. And also, these uh, there's the, the combination to the house. Their house is luxury, by the way. Oh, <laughs> the man, house that they're looking at luxury. Uh, it's it's one nine three three nineteen thirty three, and that's the original date that the original Invisible Man was released. Oh shit! They've done that on purpose as well. That's another another little Easter egg, and. Uh, there was uh, another another Easter egg as well that many people, even I missed. I only found out about it afterwards. But uh, when uh, Elizabeth Moss's character escapes from a certain location, I won't give a spoiler, there's some graffiti on the wall. And the graffiti uh-uh. on the wall is of Billy the Puppet from the Saw franchise. And oh, <laughs> that's shit. on the wall. Yeah, I missed it. If, if I see it again, I'm going to have to look out for that one. But oh, if you wicked. watch it, look out for these things because obviously Blumhouse is a producer from Saw and yeah. he's obviously, you know, including that in that. But uh, but yeah, no, nah, it, it, this is a decent film. I liked it. it is. I did it's like decent. this film. I mean, it wasn't shit. It wasn't groundbreaking, but no. everything in between will keep you entertained it will keep you you know on the edge of your seat in some places and, it will, and there's a bit of a twist at the end it doesn't yes. end the way you think it's going to end which i think is a good thing uh you know as she as a character she does develop actually yeah. she she starts off at a certain place she has her ups and downs but she does develop by the end of the movie which is a, a good thing to see uh, and yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed it. Actually, really enjoyed this yeah, film. Yeah, really enjoyed it. And do you think? Do you think there's going to be a sequel to this? I think uh, there could be a sequel. Uh, I don't know what the sequel may be though. Without giving any spoilers, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how the sequel. I've got an idea as to how it would work, but it would again yeah. be spoilery. But yeah, I mean, just obviously. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I should say, but the, the 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 way the Invisible Man is invisible is different to, to the last Invisible film you saw, which was 20 years ago, actually. Yeah. Oh, damn, that should have been on the... Actually, why wasn't that, that on, the... Been on the... anniversary corner. How did I miss that one? Oh, man. And you know what? Last week, when I was doing anniversary corner, I said to myself... I'm going to save that for next week. Next <laughs> Invisible week. Man. And I oh, forgot. Shit. But Hollow Man... Hollow Man, we should say actually, is an anniversary corner film. It was made yeah. in two thousand twenty years ago. Years ago. Uh, so that should have, that that should have actually replaced Oh Brother, we're out we Val. So I apologise for that in advance. No worries. But Hollow Man with Kevin Bacon and in that film, they used like bio technology to yeah. make him invisible. And also, Thanos was in it Josh, as well. Josh Brolin and yeah. Greg Grunberg. Hmm. Yeah, mm. and Elizabeth Shue. So yeah, Thanos was in that one, and yeah. um, he's a na- he was a nasty character in that one as well. Uh, Kevin Bacon. Yes, yes, he was. He was. A, he was a yeah. And in this one, he's also a nasty character. The invisibility yeah. just like you know, it does make you a bit, <laughs> a bit yeah, of a madman. Turn your nose off. So there is yeah, like you said, there is a bit of a twist at the end of this movie, and then obviously Blumhouse, depending on how all well this does. Now, 
going back to my little thing about the mummy where the budget on that was over 150 million whatever the budget mm. on this one devaldo was seven million dollars no it wasn't seven million dollars which is absolutely oh freaking nothing gosh. so they're gonna make yeah there's gonna be a sequel they're gonna make a lot they, of money they, they, they got and look, it, just, it just goes to show it just goes to show you know matt universal can throw millions after millions after millions and they can come and make a movie with tom cruise and it's the mummy and i seriously that movie is just really bad it's just piss poor and johnny depp by the way, was going to be playing mm. the Invisible Man. Yeah. So I'm like, he's, I, th I think they're onto a winner here, Devado, if it cost yeah. them seven million. Seven million? That's nothing. According to and Wiki, it's seven million. Yeah. That's crazy. Even if it's 20 million, it's, it's going to make, it's going to make a hundred million, I think, in the cinemas. I think it's going it to make a hundred million it, worldwide at, at least. Yeah. It was filmed in Australia, by the way. Oh, is it? See, again, look at that. Wow. Yeah, I think this is a this is a winner for sure. There'll be a sequel. And I think the sequel might involve Elizabeth Moss uh, herself, uh, you know, doing something. <laughs> yes. No spoilers. But yeah, go ahead and watch it, guys. I'll, I'll go give watch this it. A, seven, a strong seven and a half out of ten. Yeah, me too. Totally agree with that mm. one. Seven and a half. Go watch it. Some great performances. Mm. And just just watch it for the fact that like imagine if there was someone out there who had this technology and they were really flipping mean and they were really mean-spirited what kind of shit that they could do mm, exactly what would you do if he was invisible oh man you know it just mm -hmm. reminds me of the boys was that this reminds me of the boys Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Translucent, yeah. Translucent, man. Yeah. And what kind of mm -hmm. shit he was doing. He was he ended up in uh, in bathrooms. Yeah, watching people take pisses and shits and all that and watching <laughs> ladies get naked. And that, that, that's something that I think a lot of guys would do, though. They would go to ladies' dressing um, rooms, the ladies' bedrooms. They would. they would be dirty. They but would abuse have to remember, that. Being invisible doesn't mean you're not there. So you're breathing. If your belly goes, you got to watch what you eat. You can't be having you no you know big desserts and that and you let some wind go like you burp or something like that you know exactly people can hear that also, shit watch you know? out for your shadows i don't know with shadows still i don't know how it ah, works but good point yeah you gotta be careful like you're still in the room so <laughs> being invisible isn't as easy as you think exactly you still gotta walk in doors behind people you know, you got to be yeah. really, really good. <laughs> that is, so, you've got to be really quick, quite a right? Yeah. Thing to think about, actually. It'd be a tough, tough job being invisible. Oh, Your shit, footsteps, man. like certain floorboards would creak. You have to know all of this. You have man. to know everything. Mm -hmm. It would take years for you to master places and like, you know, oh yeah. man, seriously. Um, but yeah, go folks, go check it out. And um, yeah, that's our movie of the week. So listen, yeah, yeah that's all we've got time for this week and if you like what you hear then like us on instagram on facebook on youtube uh, subscribe to us leave a review for us we'd really really appreciate it and share us with your friends and family yeah and uh, we'll be bringing you some more movies real soon so uh take it easy take care guys peace out and don't forget to follow us on instagram facebook youtube and twitter just pop in the Flixsters podcast.